Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, welcome back to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, the Supercoach Brain, and I'm joined as always by my trusty co-host, the Supercoach Matrix. And today, we're going to reveal our current teams as of four weeks out from the competition starting. So we're only about, I think it's less than four weeks now, Matty, about 26 days. And and don't ask me if I'm counting because I'm definitely counting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, a lot has changed. Uh, we've actually made it through in real life. We've made it through half of our uh, our team lists and reviewed of the top nine. And actually, some of the research that we've done has led to the changes in these teams. Yeah, it's funny you say that because, like, I reckon half of my team's changed. I was going through it this afternoon, putting some notes together for this pod, and I'm thinking, shit, there's a lot to go through here because I've, I've basically flipped my team on its head. There's a few big players that I brought in, a few big ones that I've taken out, a few antipods, a few pods. So I'm excited to go through this one. I've been looking forward to this episode for a while now. Um, And now that we're past halfway with the uh, team preview, so it's time to dig in. And obviously, when we get a little bit closer to the season and closer to Team List Tuesday, we'll probably do a final team reveal before team lists come out uh, and then see how close we are. Uh, Watch all of my center wings not get named, and it's going to be absolute turmoil. It's going to be a schmuzzle. It will be, but that's the fun of Supercoach, isn't it? Um, mate, before we dive in, um, mate, we've got a pretty big announcement, pretty cool thing going on where we're actually uh, – so a good friend of ours, Carl Moore, who runs an incredible NBA fantasy competition uh, called Ball, has allowed us to actually raffle off a $50 buy-in spot in a 20-man NRL head-to-head Supercoach competition. So this competition has three leagues – um, and the NBA competition has, I think they've got about 850 people in that in that group, in, in the ball group, which is incredible, man. It's one of the best run fantasy competitions in Australia, I, I think, without being biased. I've never been in a comp that's run as well as a comp run by Carl Moore. Um, it's actually one of the reasons we all ran into each other, uh, all the Molten boys, really, so... That's right. That's right, mate. It takes us way back. So, I mean, look, in this competition, there's a $1,000 prize pool. It's a $50 buy-in for 20 people in a head-to-head comp. So, we, 
good man Carl Moore's actually allowed us to raffle off a position in this league for free, free entry. Um, mate, there's, there's a great group chat as well. Plenty of banter going on in that group chat already. So, um, mate, you can <laughs> get yourself involved in that. There's plenty of trash in it. That's, mate, that's the, the best part of it, I think. Um, so, guys, if you're listening, uh, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, whether it's on Google, whether it's on Spotify, or whether you're watching us live on YouTube, um, all you need to do is go and subscribe to our YouTube channel and comment on this video your thoughts on our teams. That's it. Uh, then you'll go into the running to win, and then you'll get additional entries by following our social media channels. It's pretty simple. So if you go and follow our Facebook, our TikTok, our Instagram, uh, and follow us on Twitter, Molten Fantasy Sports, and then you go and subscribe to YouTube and comment on the video, you're going to get five entries into the draw. And what we'll do in a couple of weeks is we will draw a randomizer with everybody that's entered, and uh, we'll pick a winner. And that winner will go straight into the competition, free entry and a chance to win 600 plus dollars. So pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, back yourself to win some money. Honestly, like and subscribe and uh, and win 600 bucks by uh, listening to our podcast. You'll have to beat us though. That's right, mate. Tough effort because I'm feeling pretty good at the moment. So uh, I, I feel like this is an excellent segue into me beating you. Um, it is the 4th of February as we're sitting here and uh, the BBL finals just about to start. We got very involved into uh, BBL Supercoach. We ran a bit of a cash comp with uh, with Herbie and Robbie from the uh, from the AFL boys as well. Shout out to them. And uh, how'd you go? Mate, Mickey Dell was in there as well. Don't sell him short. We, oh, we all sorry. had a dip. We all had a dip. But no, sorry, I, mean, I didn't. I didn't pop down to the eleventh spot. No, no. So, <laughs> mate, he's going to be shouted about that comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, you beat me. You beat me. You got me good. So basically, you've you've knocked me out um, and made me compete in the semi, and you went straight through to the final. So well played. You got the buy there, which was elite play. And then I got knocked out by a workmate. Um, big Aaron Burgess, if he's listening to this one, um, mate, the big fella, he's about six foot five and 130 kilos of pure muscle. So, uh, I didn't want to beat him in case he beat me. So, uh, no, mate, I got two consecutive losses. I actually felt really good about my team. And the funny thing is I was the highest ranked player in that league by a very far margin. I think I finished 1100th in the total competition and the closest then would have been probably you after that. So, um, yeah, pretty devastating from the, uh, Zampa's dad, which is my <laughs> team name. So, uh. No good, mate. But yeah, no, you took out the prize in that comp. Yeah, no, it was it was good fun. And uh, being a boy from Brizzy, uh, pretty excited to see the Brisbane Heat sneak through. Um, but yeah, one of my good mates who I'm groomsman for is in the Scorchers squad. So I'm actually super torn. I don't know who I'm going to go for tonight. Um, yeah, maybe I'll just be happy either way. I'll have a beer. I'll have a beer regardless. Yeah, happy days, mate. You've got to celebrate that. I mean, you've got a good mate playing, but also you've got your team playing. You can't really lose, can you? <laughs> no, I'm winning at life today. Happy days, mate. Happy days. Mate, I'll tell you what, though. With, as soon as the BBL finished, I don't know whether this happened to you or not, but as soon as the BBL Supercoach finished, the season finished, every single one of my players just went on an absolute rampage. Every single one of them, <laughs> Usman Kawaja and Manus Labashain, they absolutely tore it up the next game and both probably scored 100-plus. Mate, I'm pretty pissed off about it, to be honest. Yeah, they put the they put the heat on their back. Uh, mate, I can't believe that they snuck into fifth after being last with uh, with two weeks to go. And uh, yeah, they're playing in a final, and you got to be in it to win it. Like scorchers are scorching; they're going to be favourites. But bit of Stephen Bradbury going on, I think. Oh, I reckon. Watch everyone fall over. Love it, love it, mate. Before we move into our teams, 
Um, obviously, as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, we've got an unlimited um, group that we're running for Molten Fantasy Sports at the moment. It's free entry, and we've got a pretty cool prize for the winner of the overall rank in that competition. So if you want to join the unlimited competition, it's Molten Fantasy Sports. It's five four five one eight four zero. So four five one eight four zero, and you can join in for free, no cost, and uh, we'll be giving away a pretty cool prize at the end for the winner. So jump into that one. Or if you can't remember numbers like me and you want to hop onto the social media page, just uh, pop on, and it's one of our first posts that you'll see. Mate, when you were doing your team, you were looking through and going, I'm not really sure how many changes I've made. Mate, my whole team's been flipped on its head. <laughs> so um, what we'll do is we'll quickly go through my hookers front row and second row, as we'll probably see on the screen here. Um, we'll talk through what I've changed, what I haven't, why I've cha- made the changes that I have. And then what we'll do is we'll move through the rest of my team and we'll bash through yours as well. Um, but, mate, I-, I guess the first thing really that we don't have to touch on is the fact that hookers haven't changed at all and neither of yours. So we can probably push through that pretty quickly. But there is a reason why we haven't changed because the popular hooker that we're using or that everybody is using at the moment is Harry Grant for good reason. Give me a little bit of a rundown on why you're sticking with Robson because I've made it public why I am. What about you? Mate, that tremendous draw is right there in front of us. Uh, at the end of the season, you want to finish with the two best hookers in your team, right? Last year, Damien Cook. And you've got Harry Grant. This year, I think it could be Reese Robson and Harry Grant. Reese Robson comes at a discount. I think he could push to be in that 800K territory. You're already paying 800K for Harry Grant. I don't think he can be a million-dollar player. So I think the upside's there with Robson. You're going to take a bit of a hit in points. Uh, I know that you think Robson can be as good as Grant. Robson being in my team, I only need him to be the second-best hooker. I only need him to be the second best hooker in the comp. And I think he can do it. Actually, I think he, um, yeah, he'll poo it in. Yeah. Very Clean polite edit. way of, yeah, very polite way of saying that he's going to be good this year. Well played. I like it. Um, yeah. I, the one thing I want to talk about with Robson is his ownership. Because I think it's actually worth noting that Robson is only 7.7% owned. So let's see how much influence this podcast has. Let's see how many people jump on Robson between now and the season. I'm sure they're not just listening to us, but 7.7 is absolute fire pod territory. That's it's, quality for a guy like – for a guy of that quality, that's a really good percentage. I wasn't sure of that. And then when you told me 7.7, I've just, like, grabbed myself here. I was like, Reese Robson is pod territory, which is absolutely insane. Um but we've talked enough about Reese Robson, and I think we've talked enough about the Cowboys in general. We have. Brandon Smith is not pod territory. He's not. He's 51% owned, Brandon Smith. Not Brandon Cheese. Brandon Smith. <laughs> so Aaron Mullen's given us the perfect intro there. Mate, Brandon Cheese, 478K, 51% owned. He should be 100% owned. We said this in the Roosters pod, so if you missed that, go back, have a listen. We talked a bit more in depth about Brandon Cheese. Uh do we really need to talk about the cheese? Do we really need to talk about Brandon Smith? It seems like he's pretty popular. He's on people's can, radar. Can I just say one thing? Don't try and get too spicy with a guy that's 470K that has this upside. Just put him in your team and, yeah, put it away. Spot on. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. Mate, let's move on to front row. So the changes that I've made since we did the team picker. So I think it would have been about two weeks ago since we announced the team picker. I think it's been about a week and a half since Supercoach opened. I've made a couple of changes. So I had Lindsay Collins 
and I had Jack Hetherington in my front row. So they've come out and I've brought in Ruben Cotter. So then everything will get back, never get back to soon. Bit of Rubens for Ruben yeah. Cotter. Uh, at 623k, and I've got Davey Moali in there as well. So, look, the reason for my change, you've already mentioned the Cowboys draw. I think that's a massive, massive thing that we need to consider. And, look, don't get me wrong, they could easily come out and play shit for the first few weeks. We, we don't know how a team's going to play. But when we look at logic and when we look at the stats, when we look at the draw, when we look at all of the things that we know about NRL, it's a very juicy few games that they have. And with Ruben Cotter, the guy's a base stat beast. We know that he's downpriced based on the fact that he finished last year in the final games of the season. The final six games, he averaged 50. We know this guy can average upwards of 70. Uh, we've seen it last year. He's a lock and load, set and forget for me. How about you? Yeah, he was in my team to start, and he is a mainstay in my team. I think we're getting him at a really nice discount. And Actually, thrown over to you again. Uh, you showed me how many tries he scored last year, which was not very many for the quality player that he is. I think we could see more tries. I think we're going to see a lot more points. I think we're going to see a price rise. And I think we could already have the best front row forward in the comp in our team. And and I remember the try specifically that he scored last year. <laughs> he ran through the middle. Uh, no one got a finger on him. And then he stepped the full back and went under the posts. And that was one of the best front row tries I've seen last year. And it was just so good to watch. And I thought this bloke is staying in my team. And you know what I did last year? I traded him out the week before he got injured. Absolute masterstroke. <laughs> well played me. Um, mate, uh, Davey Moali is my second one. I think you might have him as well. I'm not quite sure. I haven't checked your team yet. Uh, but we spoke yeah. about him on the Rabbitohs pod at 234.8K. Mate, Again, placeholder. We don't know what's going to happen, but we see him having a bench spot early on, and he could get some half-decent minutes depending on how the lineup goes over there with uh, with South Sydney. So, again, placeholder. I'm not going to buy too much into it, but um, he, he's 14.7% owned at the moment, so I guess a few people have probably clued on to the fact that he might see a little bit of a minutes uptick and an opportunity uptick at the Rabbits. Happy enough for me at this point in the season to just lock and load him. So, so that we can gloss over my front row forwards and hookers when we get there, I just want to say that they are just placeholders. I think our intentions with having uh, Davy Moali and uh, the next bloke that you're going to talk about is the fact that we're just not going to spend that money in front row forward. We're going to wait for a 200K bloke to emerge. We're going to slot them in and we're going to pray and hope that they make us some money and that we can step into some better front row forwards after we meet some of our priorities at halfback, at fullback, and uh, and lift in some of the other more upside positions. Uh, I've said it every time. Front row forwards are dismal. Lock Cotter in. Give me a couple cheapies. And, uh, yeah, lead us into your next bloke. Yeah, Franklin Pele, mate, he's – there's a lot of hype around him. Look, I'm not going to go into too much depth with Pele, like – if you want to, if you want to find out the reason why we've picked Pele, um, head back and look at the first episode where we talked about our team picker teams. We both went through Maddie and I in, in a lot of detail as to why we picked each player. But again, it, you know, he's a bit of a place uh, placeholder. Um, but there's a lot of hype around him. And if you go and just, I'll do you a favour. If you haven't looked in YouTube at Franklin Pele's highlights, uh, go and do it because the bloke looks like a Jason Taumalolo. He, he just carries blokes on his shoulders. He runs through the middle and busts blokes up. It's 
very exciting watching him play. And if he can carry any sort of that impact into the NRL, which we know is hard to do from the South Wales Cup, don't get me wrong, mate, if he can do half of what he did last year, very exciting prospect. So let's hope he gets some bench time. I just want to say one thing, Gus can pick him. Spot on. Love it. Second row. Now, my second row's changed a little bit. There's three out and three in, so a little bit to talk about. So I've ditched Raymond Fatala Mariner, who looks like he's still going to get an edge spot at uh, at the Bulldogs. I've ditched Luke Garner, which I'm really not happy about, but I've had to do it for good reason, and I've ditched Sean Bloor. Now, Sean Bloor um, had some issues off the field recently. We won't go into detail of people's personal lives, but I do love uh, Justin Matamua, who is actually earmarked at the moment to get the starting lock role at the West Tigers. He's been training at lock throughout the preseason. And, mate, if you can get a 234,000 lock in your team, starting lock, you absolutely do not move them out of your team. Thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you. I actually wasn't aware of that. I have Sean Law sitting in my team. But, again, with these cheapies, they are a little bit of a placeholder. I, you're a little bit more in tune with what happens at the West Tigers. I, you know, up until I started doing a podcast, I couldn't have cared less. But you're right. If you can get a number 13 for 234K, he'll be in my team as well. So, yeah. I'm not, I'm not offended by what you said there, man. To it. I'm not offended <laughs> at the fact that you don't care about the Tigers because, honestly, I haven't up until about last year. Um <laughs> But uh, the other, so I've obviously moved Garner on. I'd love to have Garner in my team. I, I, I genuinely would. And I actually have 177,000. Everybody can see there on the screen. Um, so the fact that I've got that money there means it gives me the freedom to make some moves after round one based on what I see. I think, uh, honestly, if you have between probably fifty to 150,000, you're in a pretty good spot to make some moves. Uh, you don't want to get caught out being 20K short. Uh in, in round one, based on if we see a guy that has an increased role that we know is going to hold onto that role moving forward, you want to grab him straight away. Um, you don't want to get caught out by being 20K short of cash. So having a little bit of cash in the bank is going to be important moving forward, I think, when we start the season. Um, so what I've done is uh, I've gone and obviously moved out Ghana, and the reason I've done it is because I want Adam Elliott. And you mentioned Adam Elliott in our first team picker episode because you – Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you have him to start the season? Yeah, you've basically just copied me, man. What are you doing? Yeah, that sounds about right, mate. Yeah, yeah, three hundred had... last year. Copying what? What was you? Are we going to talk about ranks yet? Yeah, well, I can just talk people into things. It's what I do for a living. Actually, yeah, no, that's uh, good. Point. And and Adam Elliott's one of those blokes. Um, yeah, look, I loved I him at the Raiders. I loved him at the Raiders. Get him in into Newcastle. Uh, Great situation. He's getting in to prove his contract. Um, he's there with his miso. He's he's going to be firing. That's a good shout, actually, because obviously um, his partner and himself have both moved to the Raiders, and you know we we know that when someone's settled and they're in their hometown and they're playing footy together, it, it makes life a little bit easier. So like, you know maybe we could see a big breakout from Adam Elliott. Maybe we could see primo <laughs> second row Adam Elliott next year. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's a stayer at 500. I don't spend more than 500k to get a bloke as a stepping stone. Usually, I'm hoping that he's there all year. Yeah, absolutely. Happy days, mate. You pick him up at 564. You finish the season with 750, and uh, yeah, life's life's gravy, mate. The last guy you also talked me into, mate. Everybody <laughs> would think you sell cars for a living. Um, 
<laughs> is Angus Crichton. Um, the stat that we talked about in the Roosters pod, so if you didn't hear it, head back. The Roosters pod is actually my favourite pod we've done so far, Matty. I really enjoyed that one. Oh, um, we had some We had some great chat. And, uh, mate, Angus Crichton didn't score a try for the first 17 rounds. And then he scored five in the last seven rounds. And the reason he scored those tries is because Luke Keary came back into that squad after all those HIAs. So he missed a lot of the middle part of the season or the first to middle part of the season. And then he came back around that round 16, 17 after Origin was nearly done. And uh, Crichton miraculously scored five tries in seven weeks. And there's absolutely no coincidence why that happened. So, uh, you know, him and Crichton just connect so well on that left edge. Uh, we know how good Crichton is. And he just needs a little bit of help there to, to find those holes. And we know how good of a hole runner he is. So, mate, Crichton's an absolute lock and load for me at 697. Uh, he could easily be 800k plus this year. Yeah, and you threw some really good stats about blokes coming back from an ACL back to us and about how Kiri's going to have his next big step this year. And I'm not excited for that, for having Kiri in my 5'8", because, yeah, he's up there with um, with Talakai's blokes that I probably will not own. Oh, he burnt me. He burnt me something shocking. He burnt my whole house down. But him coming back better should make Angus Crichton better, and oh, that's better for owners. It absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely. He burnt my house down too, mate. I, he didn't even <laughs> leave me any photos of my family. It is, the whole thing was gone. It was done. And I'm not, I'm not talking about Crichton as a pod or anything, but he is only 11.9% owned. I think it's a no-brainer. And, like, I know we were talking about it when you were talking about Cam Murray. And, look, honestly, get Crichton. Let him go up to Cam Murray territory and get Cam Murray if you want Cam Murray. Or I think I'd be happy to hold on to Crichton instead of a Cam Murray. I'd agree with you on that. There's no point in letting Cam uh, in letting Crichton get to Cam Murray territory and then just trading him. That's a sideways trade. You hold on to yeah. Crichton. You just ride that wave. If he's gained you 100 to 150K, he's clearly doing well enough to stay in your team. In, in a Roosters lineup that we've both tipped to win the comp this year. So I'm, I'm more than happy to let Crichton set and forget. Yeah, the and, only uh, thing is, like, so many people want Cam Murray. I'm saying if you want Cam Murray, just get Crichton and then get Cam Murray later. Make that money. Uh, save yourself 50K now. Every 50K is so crucial. Like, instead of getting a, a 250K guy, you can get a 300K guy that's got a little bit of experience. Instead of getting a 400K guy, you can get a bloke that's pushing up to 500. Like, that 50K is going to be very important this year. Or you keep Crichton, you keep Fafida, you keep Elliot, <laughs> and you let Jermaine Hopgood gain 400k starting lock at Parramatta <sighs> and then moving to an edge when Matt Madison comes back or potentially Madison plays off the bench like he did last year and Hopgood makes you three 400k and you upgrade Hopgood to Cameron Murray and you've got basically four of the best second rows in the comp so yeah thanks for you've, coming you've talked me into it you've talked me into it nah mate, I got Hop, you, mate. Hopgood's good in my team as well <laughs> mate you should he's 42 percent owned I think the others what is it 58 percent if my mass is correct um are probably missing a trick by not having him but again we don't know what is going to happen um, over at Parramatta until we see Teamless Tuesday, which is a lot of these guys. So, again, we can say all this stuff about how much potential they have and how good they're looking in the preseason, but, look, we just don't know what the lineups are going to be, and we'll find out in about three weeks' time, three and a bit weeks' time. Um, so we're moving on to my halfback, 5'8", wingers, centers, fullbacks, and we can probably move through these relatively quick because uh, I haven't made a ton of changes here. Uh, I've kept Cleary, obviously. That's just a no-brainer. If you don't have Cleary in your side, it's 56% owned. Should be 100. Um, best halfback in the comp. You know, if you don't have Cleary, you need to have Nico Hines. Um, 
But otherwise, then I've got I've, I've bought in Tanner Boyd. Now we spoke a little bit about Tanner Boyd because that news just got released about Tanner Boyd uh, basically having that number seven jersey in his hands over at the Gold Coast, which was announced relatively early on a couple of weeks ago. He's fourteen point seven percent owned at the moment, so I'd probably still call him Pod Territory. Now. The reason he's only 14% owned is because a lot of people have gone the Cleary and Hines combo. How are you playing that? So I had Cleary and Tanner Boyd last time. We were on the pod having a chat about our team list. And I sort of jumped on and I didn't have enough time to think about it. But I was sitting there with Cleary and Tanner Boyd. And then I downgraded... Oh, sorry. I was sitting here with Nico and Cleary and I downgraded Nico to Tanner Boyd and I just had all this money to spend and my team just looks so much better. I think I said exactly the same thing last pod, but anyway, for new listeners, Tanner Boyd's sitting beside his best mate. We're excited about Fafita. He has the upside. He could get 160. It's not so much. It's it's like when I talked about Luke Keary. I'm not so much excited about Tanner Boyd. I'm excited about Tanner Boyd's connection with his best mate, putting him through holes, playing for a contract. Fafita is on a contract year, you mentioned. And what better? Like, I play crappy basketball leagues with my mates. And when me and my best mate play, we're always looking for each other because, you know, Honestly, since school, we've been, you know, down in the yard. We know where each other are going to go. I'm hoping I see that Tanner Boyd for feeder, and you can't read stats about that. It's just Tanner Boyd and for feeder. I've heard they're roommates. They're best mates, and they want to play together. Let's see them succeed together in our yeah, teams. Absolutely. Mate, I've got both um, for that reason. I love pairing players up for some reason. I love combinations in my team. Um, so I would love a Tanner Boyd and Fafita absolute demolition in 2023. That would be great. Maybe we should bring that in. Like uh, we both play in NFL fantasy comps. And, Bit of a handcuff, you know, you hey? talk, Yeah. Oh, you talk about that, you know, that quarterback wide receiver stack and everything. Why not a, you know, a halfback winger stack or, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we should bring it in. Maybe you should go and get Latrell and Alex Johnston. Because, mate, those two are the best stack you can find in the competition, I reckon. I reckon I will get Alex Johnston at some time during the year, not at the price he's at. After he gets three sub-10 scores, you just sweep him up because you know 100's coming. Oh, um, if, he, if they had the draw that the Cowboys had, we'd be all over it, like what on us. So. You mentioned um, talking about uh, playing in crappy basketball leagues. Mate, is it a contract year for you coming up? Because is, is there any betting where you're allowed on that? Because I might take you for top point scorer in the competition. Oh, uh, look, we're one week in. Um, I scored the best nine you'll ever see <laughs> last week. So, uh, yeah, get around it. Well, what was the overs for that? 6.5, mate. It sounds like pretty easy money for me. I reckon I averaged about four last year. But I got to the line, uh, shot four or seven. And, uh, yeah, the mother liquors are surging. <laughs> love it, love it, very good. Mate, I might come to a game when I come to prison. <laughs> uh, moving on to five eight, mate. I've, I've done a little bit of a shake up here. I had um, Sullivan from the Dragons in at three hundred nineteen thousand, but mate, he's straight out. I've managed to free up some cash in the centre wing, which we'll talk about very soon. And uh, Adam Dewey, thanks for coming. Welcome to the Brainy Bunch, which is uh, the first time I've mentioned my team name for this season. I reckon it's um, a stinker, but anyway, you, we can mate, review that. We'll we'll, just, yeah, we'll, you can't we can change. review that. No, no, it's come back. No, it's come back. No try. <laughs> um, 
But no, Burton and Dewey, I think, are the two premium 5.8s. I know we, there's Deal Brown there, but I think he's overpriced. And we mentioned that in the Parramatta podcast. So go back and head to that one if you want a bit more about Deal Brown. But, mate, Burton and Dewey are no-brainers. They're both goal kickers. They're both leaders within their team. Um, they both play very big roles within their team. And their teams are both predicted for a pretty big uptick this year, um, pretty big improvement. Tigers hopefully can improve from bottom of the ladder. I'd like to think they will with all the signings they've made. Uh, Dewey's going to have more people to work with. He's got Isaiah Papali'i, uh, who is tipped to move to the left-hand side. Um, so, and, and then we don't know what Bateman's role is going to be, but he's got people either side of him that are very damaging runners. Um, so I can definitely see him, what's he priced at? 624, mate. I could see him 700 plus comfortably. And you're more than happy to lock in a 700K player um, at a 100K discount and just leave, leave them for the year. Yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm going to talk about it a bit when we come to come to my team. So let's let's yeah, just cool. leave five eights where they're at. Perfect, I like it, mate. Center wings. So um, I did go very cheap in the center wings last time, and I'm still going very cheap there. I did have Val Holmes in in between the team picker and this pod, and he's been in and out. I want him, but I just don't have the cash for it. Um, so essentially, I've gone out with Dave, uh, with uh, Charlie Staines. He's out of my team. I'm not sure what role he plays there. Um, we've also got Remus Smith. I've taken him out because I called him a bust uh, in the Storm outfit, and it wouldn't be right for me to put a bust in my team. <laughs> uh, I've also brought out the Hammer. Now, I'm talking serious antipod territory for Hammersai Tabuifado. Now, he's owned at 42% of teams. Now, he's been named as the fullback, and I want to talk about this. He's been named as the fullback for the Dolphins. How can we guarantee that Hammer is going to be good at fullback in a team that's predicted to come bottom two when he had a worse score and a worse average at fullback for the third best team in the competition last year versus when he was at centre? Look, yeah, actually... I've done exactly the same thing. We've been talking off air and we've been talking a lot about the fact that the Dolphins are going to suck. And Hammer wasn't that good playing for the Cowboys, who were fantastic, in a fullback role when he got the opportunity. Now, if I was the Dolphins, I would take the risk on Hammer because the eye test is the guy's fantastic. I just don't think he's going to be super coach relevant this year, and it's going to be a massive call at 40%. Like, you can hop on Matt Burton at 40%, and we're all going to lose together. But when you any pot a bloke that is 40% owned, like the Hammer, it could be break or bust for us. Absolutely. I think what we need to consider as well, we're looking for players. Obviously, there's a lot of players in my team that are very highly owned. You know, Burton, 39%. We've got... Uh, Perham, 23%. We've got Teddy, 41%. Turbo, 32%. So, like, everyone's cluing on to the, the good options in preseason. But what we need to consider is the anti-pod options uh, that we're not going to talk about in this pod too much. But I wanted to mention Hammer because I think this is a really prime anti-pod territory with him because there is no guarantee that he's going to come out and hold that fullback spot, for one, because you've got Tessie New floating around. You know he loves to play at fullback. Um, as soon as Hammer comes in and has two stinkers, how do we know that he's going to hold that spot? Tessie and you can easily come in and uh, basically hold on. And Hammer can play that role that he played off the bench for the Cowboys last year behind Scotty Drinkwater. So lots of risk involved in Hammer. And for someone who's 330,000 and 41% owned, that's a beautiful Andy pod. 
Yeah, th- like think about it. I don't think that Hammer is going to burn you in those first two weeks. I don't think he's going to turn up against the Roosters in round one. Like, it's not going to happen. If he is the guy that 39% of people thinks that he is, just get him in round three. Yep. Just get him in round three. Like, I think the other blokes that we have in our team are going to score more points and they are possibly cheaper. Yeah. So the other guy I've taken out, so I've taken out Staines, I've taken out Remus Smith and Hammer, and I've also taken out Jack Howarth. Now, Howarth is 31, oh, 33% owned as well. Very popular option. And obviously these guys are all placeholders. We don't know what they're going to do. I've mentioned it over and over again, the fact that all of these cheapies could easily not be named round one and Supercoach actually the whole app would just crash because everybody would just go panicking, going, what am I going to do with this option? I've got to basically reshape my whole team because I was hoping to go cheap at centre wing, but now I can't because there's no cheapies. Lots of things could happen when Teamless Tuesday hits. So I've brought in some guys that I feel like a little bit more solid. So uh, with Perham at the Bulldogs, he's already been told that he's going to be taking that fullback position. And the reason why he's going to be sitting at fullback is because Stephen Crichton has now been signed to go to the Bulldogs in 2024. Now, I feel like Perham's a bit of a placeholder in this team. They didn't want to go and reshuffle too many things. Um, so what they've done is they've gone, great, good youngster coming through, can probably hold down the fort for a year. And then Perham has the fullback position for the full year next year. And then basically Stephen Crichton comes in. He's signed to be the fullback of the Bulldogs next year. And he just comes straight in. And it doesn't mess up your center wing combinations. It doesn't mess up your half and five, eight wing combinations. Um, it, it makes it a little bit easier for Crichton to slot into that side in 2024. So I think that's the way that it's going to play out. So Perham's in for me, bit of a lock, um, considering he's 23% owned. Uh, probably should be a little bit more, to be fair, considering he's already been touted to take that role. Um, and then the other three guys I've got, we don't know a little bit about, but uh, Tommy Talao's an absolute superstar in the making. As a West Tigers fan, I think he's going to be incredible. I think he's a guy we need to hold on to. Um, he's uh, 11% owned. At 301,000. And then we've got Hayes Dunster from Parramatta, who's tipped to take a center position, um, pairing Panasini at 234K. And Paul Alamotti uh, is tipped also to take that other wing at Bulldogs. So at the moment, we're working off what we know. Um, but again, could be absolute carnage on Teamless Tuesday. But I thought if you're going to go cheap, I think, to be honest, for anybody who's listening and they're not quite sure where to find their cheapies, we know from last year and from this year, it looks like centre wing is absolutely premium when we're talking about finding cash cow opportunities and freeing up cash elsewhere in the prime positions like halfback, 5'8", fullback. Um, do you agree that to go cheap in centre wing is probably a better play? Look, that's what I'm doing. I've done something a little bit different. And we can chat about it in a little bit. But Valentine Holmes was in my original show, and I've actually kept him. I've got that one premium option uh, just to give me that flexibility with um, with our vice-captain and captain loop. I like but, that. Yeah. But, like, you could get, with wingers, you could get Brian Toto in your team, and he scores as many as Isaac Thompson week one, week two, week five, and week seven. I'm not trying to rag out Brian Toto. I'm trying to say that with wingers, they are hot and cold. Why not go cheap? Get some sure things in. Like Adam Dewey, to me, looks like you've just hit it out of the park. Um, I obviously thought Angus Crichton was hitting it out of the park at the start. That's where I was. And and you've stepped up and, and you know, we're, uh, we're going to skip around the merry-go-round of Angus Crichton together. 
But like that's just not spending that money on Toa and that that is saving a heap of money in this where there seems to be a little bit of value. And look, Paul Alamotti might not get picked, but there'll be another 200k cheapie. There always is. Uh, the one thing, the beautiful thing that we know about Teamless Tuesdays is there's always two, three, four blokes that pop out of nowhere, that played a couple of trial games that no one's looking at, and they start on the wing or they start in the centres. And uh, you put them in your team and you ride the merry-go-round, like you said. You take the 100K, 150K, upgrade him to someone who's going to make you another 200K, and then you're up to a keeper. So are you saying people don't watch? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Don't watch these things because I just watched the Broncos beat Winner Manly and I've got Tyson Smoothie in my team. Spoiler alert. <laughs> that's mate, that's the, mate, mate, the... Uh... <laughs> What we need to know about first trials is that whoever does well in the first trial should automatically be put in your team in Supercoach. That's, uh, that's what I've done. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. So just just so anybody's aware as well, I'm very dry with my humour and very sarcastic. Please do not do that. Um, first trials unless usually you're not going to see. That's right. Sponsored unless it's yes. <laughs> I love it. Mate, get him in your team. Um, <laughs> lastly, fullback, mate. I've got Teddy and Turbo. You've talked me into Turbo. I didn't have Turbo there last time. I had Latrell at 889K. And look, if you're going to go Teddy and Latrell, full power to you. That's an incredible move. You're probably going to have to sacrifice 300K elsewhere because I'm saving 300K and using it as an upgrade to Adam Dewey. That's how I'm using that cash. Um, and that's my preference personally. But look, Latrell kicks goals. We know how powerful he is. But I need to remember, and if you want to listen, go back and have a listen to the South Sydney podcast before we've done this one, and listen to the initial eight rounds for the South Sydney Rabbitohs because it is the most brutal draw you will hear. So that's one thing you need to keep in, in consideration, but we also know that Latrell's a bit fixture-proof. So, look, you're going to back him in to be Latrell from last year. I, I personally can't argue with you if you're going to go that go that route, but I'm going to go a little bit cheaper in the guy that averaged 143 in 2021. Man, like... Honestly, like you see Teddy and Latrell there and you're happier than the question marks that's on there with Turbo. But Turbo on one leg can cover his break even. And seeing your team bolstered with Adam Dewey there, I'm honestly jealous. Thank you very much. I like it. I like making you jealous. <laughs> um, mate, that wraps up my team. Let's um, let's have a chat about yours because you've got a couple of different options here. Um, we'll talk through your, your hookers front row and second row first. Uh, you've got the same hookers as me, so we can probably move forward unless there's something else you wanted to mention about those two. Look, I think just like 
talking off air, we have talked each other into this. Uh, we bounce off each other, but we do have different ideas. And I think the fact of having Robson as a pod, and I'm not going to miss out on Brandon Smith. Let's not overthink it. Let's lock it in and let's use that uh, that grant to Robson money else. And let's have a look how my team looks compared to a team that has Harry Grant in it. And I also think when we talk about front rowers, we've got exactly the same front rowers. We so, do now uh, because we've had we've had a lot of chats over over these nine podcasts. Uh, I actually have locked in Saifidi there, uh, but I did have Tom Gilbert and Thomas Flegler there. I actually got a bit scared from from Flegler. Uh, there's a there's a few talks about him going to Manly um, since then. Marty Tapao is signed. I think at 479k it can be really good value, but I also think let's just watch him. I'm probably going to be watching him live, and you can get him in round three for that 479k. Like maybe Saifidi doesn't make the step up, and he this is just Saifidi. Let's just go sideways across to Thomas Flegler before he gets a price rise, if that's what's going to happen. Uh, the biggest thing with my front row is I really, really want Christian Welch, but I just cannot find the money at the moment. So um, my question to you there is, do you, who do you trust more? Do you trust Daniel Saifidi to be better than Christian Welch? At this stage, yes. Okay. At this stage, yes. I've... Obviously, the way that my team's sitting, I trust Saifidi to be better than Christian Welch. And stepping into who I had at second row, uh, which was a duel, I trust Daniel Saifidi more than I trust Tom Gilbert. Yeah, I, I think, look, you know, initially there was word that Tom Gilbert was going to play lock. And, like, that's pretty exciting when you've got a guy playing lock at that price and... We know that lock is such a versatile position. You make a lot of tackles in the middle. You also get ball-playing statistics, so you could get some try assists. You could get some line break assists. You could, you know, there's a fair bit you can do in the middle there when the forwards are tired and you've got a good level of fitness. So with Tom Gilbert, like now that he's named it prop, we know he's going to do a lot of the dirty work early, but he's probably not going to get as many of those attacking stats as we would have liked from a ball-playing lock. So I agree with that. Um, he's definitely probably, he was in my team initially in the break between these pods, but, um, it's definitely not for me, dog. Yeah. And I just, where I got really, really worried about Tom Gilbert is the more that I thought about how much, like I looked at the whole roster of that team and I just think that the dolphins are going to suck. Like, I hope that they do well, but I just don't see it happening. And with so many question marks over that, Tom Gilbert's 18% owned. You're popping into pod territory, and wouldn't you rather pod a guy like Tom Gilbert over Cleary and Brandon Smith? Like, if you're looking for those pods, I'm not I'm not banking on Brandon Smith to have a worse year. I'm not banking on Cleary to have a worse year. If Tom Gilbert covers, I would have been wanting to make 120K out of that, which I think that I can get out of Safiti. They're only a trade-away. Um, yeah, there's just so many question marks with Flegler as well. Like, Tapao coming into the team, Tapao could be a better player than Flegler. Let's be honest. He could be. I mean, when you're talking about pods, Saifidi's 9.6% owned. So that's a pod. Saifidi is half as owned as Tom Gilbert. Why would you go Tom Gilbert over Saifidi? Do you just love jewels that much? It does give you a bit of flexibility. 
But everybody's excited about, and I was excited about all these dolphins coming into the team. I was sitting there, I was like, who can I add? You know, looking at my team from last year, who can I add from the dolphins? And Tom Gilbert was an obvious one. But at 18% owned, I'm not, I'm not interested. And now that Ray Stone is, is tipped to uh, have that lock position, um, he'd be a better option. I'd prefer Ray Stone. He's a, he's someone that I've only just taken out to, to make way and, and probably save a little bit of coin. Yeah, so in my first podcast, we had I had Ray Stone in my team. The way that I've structured my team at the moment, I've got Pia Kura sitting there. I don't actually think Pia... Oh, Pia Kura might come off the bench, but I don't actually think that he's going to be playing. So I want Ray Stone, but if you look up in the top left corner, I've got $500 there, and to get Val Holmes instead of Brian Toto, I had to downgrade somebody for, and that 12,000 was important. Look, I might be able to get a 200 K bloke and drop Sean Bloor out of there. Uh, but I want Ray Stone in my team coming. Yeah. Uh, pending yeah. teamless Tuesday. I want, I want him in my team. Yeah. Fair shout. I mean, you've still got Sean Bloor. We kind of mentioned him when I talked through my team and we talked about Matamua. Look, Sean Bloor could easily start on the edge. Um, depending on what they do with John Bateman. I think that's probably the one thing with the Tigers is that there's a bit of rumour around at the moment that they're going to play Bateman at lock, which will open up an edge role because then you've got uh, Joe Offerhengawi who could play lock as well. Um, so if he doesn't play lock, he plays proper, it comes off the bench. So there's, there's a lot of moving parts in this West Tigers lineup, and because there's so many signings in this squad, we just don't know how they're going to line up. And also, we've got a new coach. you got... <laughs> Two new coaches in Tim Sheens, who obviously has been there and done it back in the day, the GOAT of 2005. What a man. Um, <laughs> but I think we need to also remember you've got Benji Marshall, who's playing a pretty big role in this in this squad as an assistant coach for now, but he's touted to be the next coach. And he's going to be the one that's pretty heavily involved. There's a lot of mentorship going on with Sheens and Benji at the moment. And uh, how much of a role is Benji going to play? We know that he's having a lot of conversations with players in the market at the moment. Um so it's a it's a wait and see for a lot of guys in this Tigers lineup. But if, if Matamua starts at, at lock, he's hard to look past. And obviously you've got Adam Dewey who, you know, before I rant on too much about Dewey, he's been named to be playing at centre. That won't happen. I can tell you right now that won't happen. Um, there's no way in the world that we've got Dane Laurie is going to be playing the six. <laughs> so uh, Charlie Staines will probably fit into a wing. Um, you've got Laurie that will go back to fullback, and then you'll have six and seven. You'll have Dewey and Brooks. So that, that's the way that I'm very confident will line up. It just meant it. I guess there's a lot to play out there in those forward roles at the moment. So it's a wait and see. As a, think, a good Robbie K would say, <laughs> uh, watch this space. Yeah, and I think it's almost a placeholder. Like, oh, if Stefano was 100k cheaper, I'd want him. If I found myself with 100k in the bank, I would much rather have Stefano than Davi Moali. You know. If your if your mate is there instead of Sean Bloor, then yeah, I want him. But I do want forwards from from the West Tigers. And yeah, absolutely. Let's get back to David Fafita. He was probably the first bloke I added, and yeah, he's going to be there week one. I want him. Contract year, two words, <laughs> two words. Contract it's got year. nothing to do with the contract year. I don't believe in the contract year, but I do. I believe in David Fafita as a Broncos fan. Maybe not. I believe he's not worth his contract. But I believe he's worth whatever I'm paying him in Supercoach bag dollars. Yeah. All he needs to do is go and bash out a 150 for you at some point in the first four rounds, and he's worth his money. So Yeah. I'm not wearing a Titans jersey either, so just a heads up. That's fine, uh, mate. That's okay. You keep that Broncos kit on. 
<laughs> um, Nathan Cleary and Tanner Boyd have not changed. I added Tanner Boyd straight away uh, as soon as I heard that he had the spot uh, because I do want some cheapies in these roles, um, which allows me to play some other blokes due to form. I would love to get Nico in. If I could find a way to get Nico in, if I could find a way to get Dewey in, I would have them. But I just think we're losing too much. I sent you a team this morning. Um, it had Robson, Brandon Smith, Cotter, Fafita, Crichton, Cleary, Hines, Dewey, Burton, Teddy, Turbo. And, and then Scrubs. And then Scrubs. So that's the trade-off that you have when you're looking at guys like Hines and Cleary. You cannot have both without going incredibly cheap elsewhere. If you wanted Hines in your lineup, what we're looking at right now, Val Holmes comes out straight away. So, and then you probably still need more cash, wouldn't you? If you downgraded Val Holmes to, yeah, you would. A 200K bloke, I'd need more cash. You yes. still need more cash, which means then you've got a guy that we were speaking about at the start. You've got uh, Fafida. You've got someone else in the second row potentially, or a Daniel Saifidi needs to come down to a 230K prop to be able to get Hines. You don't want to be playing that bloke in your team. Yeah, no. you don't want to be playing that bloke in your team. I'm going to take a risk on Tanner Boyd. I will own Nico Hines. Nico Hines doesn't have that good of a uh, draw to start. It's actually a, it's it's a terrible draw to start. Let's hope he drops a little bit. Let's let's pray that he drops a little bit, and then I can get him later on. Like I want to play Val Holmes through to the Origin period, and then I want to move on. Yeah, logical. Like Val Holmes would be in most squads, and look, what's he owned? Twenty odd percent, I think, from yeah. memory. I didn't, I didn't yeah. check specifically, but um, makes sense. Completely makes sense. You want that guy in your team? He's a goal kicker for the Cowboys and the best drawer in the cop. You yeah. got to do it. So, so what I did in in the five eights, and you talked me into Maddie, but I I had Dewey. You talked me into Maddie Burton. Anyway, here we are. Maddie Burton's still sitting there, um, but I've actually moved uh, Schuster from second row forward down, uh, which has allowed me to reshuffle my team, make sure I have the money for Angus Crichton because he's a real priority for me. The biggest question I've got is I could have a scrub or I could have Welch. I would love to move Welch into my team. I could have this Welch. This was a question that you had this morning too, wasn't it? It was uh, one of those things where you asked me, would you rather have, correct me if I'm wrong, who was it? Uh, Welch and Garner? Or- yeah. Welch and Garner or Val Holmes, and I actually said Charlie Staines. Um, Charlie Staines is a bit of a placeholder for me. I'm going to wait till teamless Tuesday. If he's named at fullback, he'll be straight in. But, yeah, I just I just keep sitting there and I keep looking at Val Holmes and I keep thinking he is going to burn me if I don't own him. If I can save money later on and drop down from Val Holmes to some some cheapie that's coming along and I can afford Nico a little earlier, then, hey, I'm excited. I want Garner in my team. I want Christian Welch in my team because Davi Moali doesn't excite me. Um, you know, Pele, he's going to make you some money, but he's going to be coming off the bench on a not very good team. Yeah. Uh, that's the biggest question. As to whether I think Christian Welch and Luke Garner from two scrubs is going to make me enough money between a Valentine Holmes and, say, a Perham or a Charlie Staines or some other 400K centre wing or a Tyron Sloan, Sloan, which I've dropped. Uh, But, yeah, that's the biggest question in my team right now is 
Do I or don't I Valentine Holmes? Do we or don't we? Is the question. <laughs> well, like, I could drop Valentine Holmes down and get Adam Dewey. Like, there's there's another question. There's so many questions about having a primo. I think Valentine Holmes is overpriced, and I have him in my team. That's how scared I am of him. I think also, like, you've got Dewey in an ordinary team during a rebuild versus you've got Val Holmes at the peak of the Cowboys dynasty at the moment. Let's face it, like, aside from Jonathan Thurston and Michael Morgan and what they did through through that little period. Yeah, enough shit in the bed. And you shit in the bed. But <laughs> you've got to remember, the Cowboys are a quality team at the moment. They're a, they're a very good team. So you can guarantee that he's going to be getting 10 points from goal kicks every single week. It's going to happen. So it's it, you would almost call his goal-kicking base. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of tries scored from the Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to be great. And if the Cowboys are crap, let's look at, you know, round three. I drop him down to Brian Toto and cop a little price rise and have a bloke that's worth that. Like, I'm just, I'm too scared not to have Valentine Holmes points in the book week one and week two. And that's why I'm sitting where I am. Yeah. Fair enough. I'd have him. If I wasn't going Dewey, I'd go to Val Holmes. It's as yeah. simple as that. No, that's um, fair. Um, looking looking at my team also, um, I've dropped Hammer as well. We had a little discussion offline, and I think that's where we come to a lot of those uh, conclusions. I've dropped Sloan as well. I just think that the Dragons are going to... Hammer and Sloan I have dropped not because of how talented they are. I've dropped them because I don't think their teams will be very good. And when you're getting pumped every week, you're not going to drop a lot of super coach points unless you're an offloading forward that's pumping a lot of workload out. Sloan is 15% owned at the moment. Now, yeah, like, he's oh, clearly a placeholder. Yeah. He's clearly a placeholder. He has to be. He's got the dual center wing fullback, um, which completely makes sense. But look, we need to keep this in mind when we're talking about St. George Illawarra players because they've got the buy in round one. How do you know what their team is going to look like? We're not even going to get a look at Teamless Tuesday in round one before we have to lock our teams in, right? So you need to be very, very confident that Tyrell Sloan, that Jaden Sullivan, that these guys are going to lock in their spots coming into round two's Teamless Tuesday. Otherwise, imagine if you start with a Sullivan, you start with a Sloan, and then Hook comes out and just goes full Hook. And goes, no, nah, Moses Embi is going to start fullback. And Sloan, you're going to come off the bench for 20 minutes. And you're cooked. You've basically a, got a bloke a, in your team you have to trade out. As a Broncos fan, Hook is playing for his his job at the moment. Like, if Des Hasler is looming, uh, he has five rounds to win a game. I, I'm backing him out. No, with that lineup, he'll probably he'll probably line up and go put Jack Bird at fullback for starters. First of all, Jack Bird's injured, so yeah, exactly. um, so he probably there's will. There's, there's some big trouble. There's one big one leg, the one legged Jack Bird at fullback, and uh... <laughs> no, the risk is you've got Moses Embi, who's such a versatile player. He's a utility, the perfect example of a utility, where he'll come in, he'll play fullback, he'll play hooker, he'll play half, he'll play wing, he'll play center, he'll play wherever you need him to play. So, does Hook use him? In round two, if he's got guys on the outer, like, I mean, Jaden Sullivan's coming back from an, uh, a grade two hamstring. How can you guarantee that he's ready to go round two? You can't. And and same with Jack Bird. How can you guarantee he's going to be ready to go round two? You can't do that. So there's so many moving pieces in this St. George lineup. I'm not comfortable to go with any of them. 
I think the maybe the only guy I'd be comfortable to go with is Jack DeBellin, knowing that he's going to be the main guy at lock for the Dragons, and he has been for the last couple of years. Um, and even then, Jack DeBellin's not even in the conversation this year for Supercoach-wise. No, if he dropped a little bit of cash, I'd probably look at him. He's a good footballer. He's not going to play. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, look, I've added I've added Thompson in there. Um, yeah, I've just rethought Sloan due to the fact that I think the Dragons are going to suck. Um, I also had Tavare in. Uh, it looks like he's going to be playing reserve grade footy. So uh, very talented. If we see him, I will look at him. And I've added blokes like. Uh, Cam Pereira and Alamotti because they're 200k base and as you saw in my top left corner I have $500 left and I still want Luke Garner and Christian Welch in my team and I'm just trying to find a way and maybe uh, Charlie Staines to a scrub or to a 200k player is going to be my answer to at least getting one of those I think I will take Luke Garner at that point yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you've actually nearly talked me into Jack Murchie with your uh, with your hot takes too. So yeah, that's a bit of a. To be honest, he's out of my team now. Um, but and as you would have seen, um, yeah, I prefer Luke Garner to Jack Murchie. But um, there's a lot of upside to him. You just don't know what's going to happen on that right yeah. edge. I think a lot of people actually, due to the fact that he's one percent owned, I think a lot of people won't be watching him for those first two weeks. And if he gets that role, you can still pot him by getting him in week three, and then suddenly he's four percent owned, and then he keeps going up in price, and then suddenly he's eight percent owned, and everybody's going to catch on. And the casual blokes that aren't listening, oh, and ladies that aren't listening to this podcast, uh, yeah, they're going to miss out. And yeah, Jack Murchie is. You know, one of the priorities on my watch list. But, yeah, Garner and Welch are uh, the guys I'm looking at. Yeah, again, there's a bit of a bit going on at Parramatta um, with Ryan Madison tried to also pay the fine and then the NRL wouldn't <laughs> let him, which I thought was hilarious because, I mean, who who try, who would not want to pay a fine but would rather take a four-week suspension? Like, come well, on, man. Well, what I thought is maybe that he was a little bit banged up. He was a bit tired after the last season. He just thought, maybe I can get an extra couple of weeks off and not yeah. have to pay any money. But, and yeah, then, and then obviously the board's been in his ear and they said, we'll pay the fine. We just want you to play footy. Uh, but we're going to get Jermaine Hopgood and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about that. I'm pumped about that. Um, I'd imagine the Parramatta boys aren't too happy with him either. Imagine you got a teammate on your team, right? That goes, nah, I don't want to pay you four grand fine or whatever it was or whatever the fine. I can't remember what the fine was specifically, but like, surely you'd be on the outer in the playing group there if uh, you, you'd rather not pay the fine and Mate, uh, take gonna, the games. I'm going to go back to um, to the Mother Lickers uh, basketball team. If I didn't pay a $50 fine and I wasn't there the next week, that'd be off me. That'd be off me. I can imagine you get a few, you get a few flagrant fouls, wouldn't you, in, in your competition, I reckon? I'm a bit of a pest, actually. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's step into fullbacks. And, uh, yeah, I copped a bit of slack uh, after the last pod for not having Tedesco or Luttrell. Uh, yeah, I got a bit of a spray on YouTube. And, uh, yeah, I've come around and found a way to get Teddy into my team. I'm not going to go both. Uh, I've actually moved Reese Walsh onto Tedesco. But again, we're getting a look at Trebojevic and we're getting a look at Reese Walsh. So I'm not afraid to burn a trade if Trebojevic is injured. If Trebojevic... Carry on. What's, what's your move if Turbo doesn't line up round one? How do you play that? 
I think I can cover a price rise from Reese Walsh for a week or so, and then yep. and then and then move to him. I'll I'll be able to find that cash. Mate, I'd argue I might even go down to Ponga, which is a bit of a scary move considering the guy loves just getting kneed in the head. Um, but I like the Knights buy. Uh, the night, sorry, the night straw initially is actually quite a nice straw. Uh, I'm going to try and pull it up while we try and stall for time. But uh, Ponga, we know what he can do. Uh, I don't think we're going to see exactly what we saw from Ponga in the number six from last time. I think he's going to be improved. He's going to have more awareness. He's got more experience. Mate, the Knights, the first three rounds, have the best three rounds in the comp. They've got the Warriors round one, the Tigers round two, the Dolphins round three. So if Ponga lines up in round one, I'd argue you could probably jump on him at 530000 if if t- a Turbo doesn't line up. Yeah, great news, man. You just named the worst three teams in the comp that they're playing. I think they're the fourth worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so is it that good of a draw? Like, is it like you're talking about the 14th worst team playing against the 17th worst team? They could suck. Uh, I was excited about Callum Ponga last year, and I was burnt. Yeah, no, I won't be going there. Especially, I think he's not going to get as many points in 5-8. He's not going to get hurt as much, but he's not going to get as many points in 5-8. Do you, um, do you not watch Cameron Munster play for the for the Storm? Do you see how many points he racks up? Yeah, but he's in a good team. He's in a good yeah. team. But they're not as good as they used to be. And people are still going with Munster. Yeah, but Knights, have, have they ever been good? Oh, no, I see. Actually, no, Joe John, Johns, mate. John. Joey John's going down a skateboard. Down what, a, the what a gun. What a, you know, I used, I used to be a Newcastle fan. You didn't. Sure not. No, I used to be a Newcastle fan. I used to uh, go against my parents so much. Dad was a diehard Broncos fan. And mum found a Newcastle jersey for about 30 bucks, getting thrown out. Anyway, I had this Newcastle jersey. I wore the shit out of it. I still own it. Anyway, I've turned up to the first ever game at Suncorp. Uh, Gatton Hawks were playing in the Curtain Razor. There was about 4,000 people there watching it. And Tamana Tahu, Michael Hagen, and Andrew Johns were sitting there watching watching these. Oh, we're going the reserve grade to reserve grades play. Anyway, I've walked up with my jersey. I uh, went up with my pen. Anyway, I've got it signed by Tamana Tahu, Andrew Johns, and uh, Michael it. Hagen. And, yeah, I was the biggest Knights fan. And then I realized they were trash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can hold on to that jersey and sell it in 20 years, mate. That'll be worth an absolute no, no, honestly, it's like nearly white out of how much I wore it. Uh, it's, not better, worth it. it's not worth anything but to me. The missus wants to throw it out. It probably stinks, but I'll hold on to it to this day. You're going to yeah, pass that down absolute, to your son, mate. Yeah, absolute legends. Yeah, I reckon you can wear it in a few years. That's awesome, mate. I went for the Bulldogs for about six months. Um, oh, really? Because I got the, yeah, because I got the shits with the Tigers after they started being trash. So I thought, Mum, buy me a Bulldogs jersey. And uh, yeah, they also stunk it up. That How many year, times I think did you get beat up? I, I didn't step foot in Bankstown, mate. So <laughs> I, stayed, I stayed safe. Stayed safe out in Campbelltown, mate. So we, we don't do that out in West Tigers territory. <laughs> um, mate, we've talked a bit of trash, but we've wrapped up our teams. And, yeah. Uh, I, We've still got I four think, weeks left. Yeah, I'm excited. I think this was, you know, a good opportunity to just have a bit of a chat, uh, get out there, uh, let everybody get to know us, uh, because with our team list, we're not getting too personal. 
uh, we're, we're just digging in. And I think during the season, uh, yeah, you'll get to know us and, yeah, get around us and, yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully like our tips. Yeah, I, I think, you know, like so, there's so much, uh, so many, uh, I guess, different points we can take in the preseason because it's all guesswork. Uh, a lot of it we can look at and we can go, we know this is going to happen. We know Tarpany is going to have a big workload, whatever. Like we know the basics about the big players, but again, you've got so many rookies, so many first-year players, so many cheapies that are going to come into these lineups and take these lineups by storm. So you've just got to pick the right ones. It's as simple as that. You've just got to get lucky with your cheapies and build some bank and hopefully upgrade them to some quality players at the middle of the season. If you can listen to our podcast and not have to research as much as we do about all the cheapies and everything, uh, I hope you get a little bit out of it. And um, yeah, enjoy us talking trash. Uh, yeah, we're just a couple of lads getting on the beers and yeah, having a chat about NRL. I think that's a big point, isn't it, mate? We're not anybody special. We do. We just we love having a chat about NRL Supercoach. We love the sport. We did okay last year. And hopefully we can share some tips um, about how you can improve your teams or how you can climb up the rankings, how you can make a top 1,000. Mate, I'm just going to grab this little bottle here, um, how you can get one of these little Supercoach KFC top <laughs> oh, 1,000 bottles. It. Stop um, it. So, mate, if you want to get yourself a bottle, you want to get yourself a key ring, you want to make yourself well, – I also got a $15 KFC voucher, mind you. Oh, mate, that's the best part of this a, whole deal. Is that enough for a Zimmer box? It is enough for a Zimmer box, mate, <laughs> and it went straight Stop in my it. belly. Um <laughs> So, mate, if you can get yourself one of them, where it come out. Abs- absolutely made your money. I don't know whether it's come out yet. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. Um, mate, uh, and also, just so you know, your Brisbane Heat got seven for 175 off their 20, which is a pretty good score. So, oh, let's do it. Let's cross they can get up, mate. Um, oh. I mean, sorry, commiserations to your mate, but surely you're going for your home side. Yeah, there hasn't... Oh. There's just been, like, being a Brisbane fan, like, even though the lines have been good, we haven't won it. Uh, the Broncos have been good oh, in 2015. We haven't won it. The Heat have sucked, and somehow they made a final. It's I'll take it. How are the boards going? Uh, they suck too. Uh, we've got we've suddenly ended up with uh, Tyler Johnson, and we also suck. Uh, they tell me the uh, Brisbane Bandits in baseball are very good. So uh, yeah, maybe I'll tune <laughs> <Okay>. in. <laughs> Shout out to the Brisbane Bandits. Let's go. I'm gonna have to bring in some uh, local baseball super coach. I reckon next year. Shout out yeah. to Tommy Sangstone. Let's make happen. Yeah, let's do it, mate. Thanks for hopping on. This has been a good chat. I enjoyed this one. Um, obviously, our teams are going to change a little bit over the next four weeks before we see Teamless Tuesday and before we actually see what's lining up in round one. But uh, this is a, a good little starting point, I think. Um, a lot's changed, but uh, let's roll with the changes and, and keep an eye out in the news and what we'll do on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and everywhere else is try to keep everybody up to date with all the news that's coming through as it comes because I know it's very hard to keep on top of. Um, so we'll do our best to, to keep those news updates rolling through. Just a reminder as well to make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel and comment on this video and give us your thoughts on our teams. I don't care how brutal they are. I know Matty's team's terrible. So, mate, <laughs> absolutely rip into him. Let him know how bad his team is. And, uh, mate, you can go into the running to get drawn out to get a free $50 buy-in spot into our great mate Carl Moore's league in the ball league, NRL Supercoach, uh, $1,000 prize pool. If, if you're good enough, that's free six hundred dollars, or second. Uh, I think it's three fifty, and I think they give fifty bucks to third. So um, yeah, it's free money. Get on it. Absolutely. So again, subscribe, comment on this video, and you'll go in the running to win. So 
Happy days. Um, mate, thanks for jumping on with me. Where can we chat with you um, about all things Supercoach? Where can people contact you? Uh, at SE underscore metrics on Twitter is where I'm at. Where can we find you, Beautiful. Brandon? Yeah, same place, mate. Twitter, uh, brain underscore FS or supercoachbrain, and uh, you can find me on other channels as well. And make sure to like and subscribe to Molten Fantasy Sports. Uh, you'll find us on all social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So make sure you follow us for all of our announcements there. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Always a fun chat with you, Matty. Uh, we talked a bit of trash, but we also talked a bit of value, so hopefully people can find that in us. Um, otherwise, mate, we'll get back to team previews for the next, uh, what have we got, eight teams left? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, We're just outside the eight, so, uh, yeah, let's yeah, let things keep like going. The, sounds like the Tigers from uh, 2006 to 2019, I think. <laughs> I loved a nice place. All, um, the, uh, all the Broncos last year, so uh, up the Broncos, let's go. Happy days. Thanks, mate. Catch you Cheerio. later. 